You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hey, Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio begins right now. Damn right it does. Now, we are not in studio this time around, unfortunately, but it's understandable. Corey had to do parental duties these things happen and uh and but we're gonna we're gonna effort to be in studio as often as possible moving forward as as always the hour is brought to you uh by our good friends at register sausage we appreciate their sponsorship we uh we do very much and and i think they appreciate some little headlines because that thing is growing and getting bigger all the time the sausages are (laughs) (laughs) good grief man it was so easy. It was so easy. I saw Iris smirk like, is he going to go? Is he going to yeah. go? Um, no, no, no. We'll, we'll just leave it to the imagination. But uh, the, company, the company is growing and doing well and expanding. And uh, we're proud to see them uh, expand. And uh, we're, we're happy to have them on board as uh, the sponsor for the hour. Yay, sausage. The best sausage in business. Ben should have done something with, uh, with what uh, Meat did to Link. This weekend, he should have had some sort of deal. With, with you know, uh, I don't know. He could have figured out something. He's he's clever. He's more of an idea guy than we are. But something to do with uh, Florida State beating Link two out of three. So get you know free sausage Link or half off on the sausage links. Whatever whatever he had to do. Corey likes know. to give away Ben sausage, doesn't he? Boy, he's forever giving it away. He's like you know Ben should have given everybody free sausage all over the country for the win over the weekend. Yeah. He's giving away uh, free apps or something from uh, At Horizons. Horizons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, yep. what are you doing? <laughs> People uh, are walking in, talking to Mike, and then like, "Hey, Corey says I got a free burger, fries, and yeah. drink." I what said, are we doing? "All you got to do is say headlines sent me." They're like, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> say Corey yeah. sent you. Yeah. Um, but if you want to actually purchase this fine sausage, 
then you can go to registermeats.com as a website. Or if you're in North Florida, South Georgia, Alabama, uh, and, and, and burgeoning further into to Florida, North Central Florida, the Jacksonville, Tampa areas. Um, and if they don't have it, your groceries, a lot of those grocery stores do carry registers. If they don't yet, ask them, yell at them, tell them Corey and Jeff and Iris said they need to get it and uh, get your sausage. Damn Skippy, they should. What a banner week it's been, guys. One week since we last got together, and nothing but great things has hap- have happened for Florida State. I mean, across the board, just about. It's been remarkable. Uh, obviously, you know, that you mentioned it just a moment ago, Corey. Baseball team goes on the road, knocks off Notre Dame. That's Notre Dame's first series loss of the year. Uh, you know, it's funny. I know that me and Link were, were roommates what were back the other in the things day. you were going to say? What oh, well, the college, college Cup, the volleyball oh. team goes all the way to the whatever semis out there. And the, and the, and the volleyball, you've got uh, – I mean, across the board, Florida State's winning and everything. Dominate. The big kid, uh, the Notre Dame commitment. Oh, uh, uh, and Aluba commits. I mean, Jesus, we had nothing but great things happen yeah. for State. Right. Hey, you're right. Advantage. Well, um, I wasn't – hey, I'll be honest with you, though. I, 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 the beach volleyball getting to wherever they got, that, 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 they're number three in the country. They're always number three in the country. you got to bring yeah. one home. <laughs> yeah, at some point you got to bring one home. I mean, good well, grief! Doing, yeah, but they're doing what soccer did for all those years, knocking on the door. They'll kick it down, then they'll wait. Yeah, yeah they got to. It's it's getting there. It's, it's time. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to have to call for her job. <laughs> People are impassioned, and, and you know, at this point, the frustration is mounting. Corey, you're it's right. Overwhelming. Don't don't fuel the fire. Uh, but yeah, man. So there's a lot going on for Florida State. But start with the baseball just for a moment here, uh, not to ignore what. McCorian has done with the soccer. It is remarkable. They're a fixture in the College Cup, and we pretty much go into every season now actually expecting them to win the national championship. It's kind of it's it's crazy. He, he's a he's a beast, a, a giant in the field. Um, but but it's funny we just take for granted. Yeah. Oh well, they're they're back. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Well, I had to go to PKs. What was going on? Well, um, the, I mean, in the, just the way that and we won't spend too much time on, but the way that game was played. You're playing another team in the top eight, another team in the in the, the elite eight, and they're just like, you know what? We have no chance if we play an yeah. actual soccer match with you. Sit, sit in the box, sit in the box. <laughs> yeah, so we're just gonna protect the net and try to go to PKs. No, hunker and, down, baby, hunker down. And then, but then when they go to the PKs, at first I'm like, man, this would stink if Florida State lost for this nonsense. It does. Then, it's nonsense. It is. But then when you watch the Florida State players go up, you're like, oh wait, uh, she's one of the best players in the world. Yeah. yeah, she's one of the best players in the world. She, yeah. She's one of the best players. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, this yeah. girl's not going to stop any of these. It's pretty funny. Um, but it is it is a bizarre way to end the game that reflects nothing like that the whole time that you're playing. You know, it's it's like having a home run derby instead of extra innings or something like that. I don't even like the new extra innings rule, by I the way. I just figured out, just as we were talking, I figured out a way that soccer could make uh, to get rid of PKs forever. Playing every, every two minutes of overtime, a, a player has to come off the field. Okay. Well, and so finally, Corey, yeah, it's like of, hockey, but it's it. Yeah. They just take one person off. Yeah, but and it, this it, was it's a three on three. It's going to be three on three in a full soccer field. We're going to have goals. The goals are going to come after that. Yeah. What if the method to take like is an extra incentive? The method to taking them out of the game is like a pellet gun. Ooh, mm. you heard okay. it a little bit. And and so, man, they're going to think how hard they're going to play in the two minutes before somebody gets shot. Well, I, mean, I like the opposing coach gets to take the shot right. live action. <laughs> now, listen, if you target the other team's best player and miss, your shot is off the table. Now it's the other right. team's shot. Pretty soon we could have a disproportionate number of players against another. 
because you missed your shot. It would it would really elevate the importance of a coach that you hire not only being good, but a good shot. They right. got to be a really good. It's shot. like the biathlon in the Olympics. Yeah. Can you ski? Okay, now can you shoot? Can you shoot? Yeah. 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 What if so we next- get? What if we go to overtime against Florida State? Can you take her out? Can you shoot her in the neck? Next On the fly, when it, when it matters. When it matters. Next, next time you're interviewing Kokori and uh, Corey, ask him what, what kind of shot he is. Yeah, because yeah, we have some <laughs> ideas, Coach. Don't provide any context. Just ask him that yeah. out of the group. Hey, Coach, I was curious. Do you ever shoot a gun? Are you any good? And then when he answers that, okay, that's good to know. Okay, you can hit moving targets. All right, okay. <laughs> so anyhow, that all happened. But listen. Let's start with the Notre Dame, all things Notre Dame, because the ACC likes to stroke Notre Dame. Let's go ahead and talk about that situation. You know, we've talked about this on and off all year long, that as wildly inconsistent as Florida State baseball is, and at times maddening to watch play, they've got a lot of good things going on, and we never said that they couldn't win important series and important games because they've played well against top 25 teams, they've played well on the road, and they've had – Spates where they're, you know, where they hit. I mean, you see the Georgia Tech series, for example, who now leads the Coastal, by the way. Um, they've, they've had these moments, and you're just waiting for them to put it together. But at the, at the end of the day, the reason you gave them a chance in any series, including the one against Notre Dame, was they can really pitch. And if they ever do what they did this weekend, which is to say they make one error in three games, you pick up the ball, you give up a grand total of eight runs in three games, you're going to win most series, almost all series, if you do that. And by the way, Corey, your boy is hitting 286 now and has an eight-game hitting streak, so you do have to pay attention to Elijah Cabell, who's now actually hitting doubles and singles to go along mm. with those boom shots every now and again. So I don't know, man. I, I like where they're at as they come down the stretch here. I think the Florida State baseball teams will be a problem for people in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to want to face them if you're a really good team, uh, but because of Messick, Messick is the great equalizer. He's, he's as good as anybody you got, um, unless it, you're Vanderbilt. Uh, he's as good as anybody as you got. And they got guys that can run into one. You know, again, they're not going to be a team that strings together seven hits in a row and, and bludgeons you to death. But the way they beat you is their arms, and then you, they, you know, hopefully one big inning. That's what they're going to have to do. Uh, it's, it can be maddening to watch. Um, I meet would never, I don't, I don't think he's, sitting around waiting to hit a three-run homer, but that seems like that's their best avenue going forward. Then again, Matt Nelson didn't do much of anything that, this past weekend, and they still won two out of three against the then number two team in the country. So that's a good sign, too. You know what I mean? Like it, what, Usually it's Matt Nelson or bust for this offense. He didn't do much. He struck out with the bases loaded a couple times, and they still ended up winning two out of three against that team. Well, and Ira's been clamoring for Nico Baldor all year, and we've told him, just be yeah. quiet. I'm so tired of hearing about Nico and Baldor, Ira. And then look at that. He gets his wish, and the guy goes out and hits three doubles. Nobody saw that one coming. I mean, and it's probably sustainable. I mean, I would think <laughs> that's probably going to be every weekend now. You've been beating the drum, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing is, man, like, I guess the, the only downside, no, I mean, there's a lot of downsides, I guess, but the main downside to that approach, though, is, you know, and as a guy who grew up with, you know, Earl Weaver and the three-run homer oh, is – He started it all. You're, there are going to be games where you just – there's nothing happens. And so the the nice thing about having a more consistent lineup is that, you know, you could get something from the bottom half that leads to – you know, maybe it's not all big innings, but you don't have so many empty innings. And, um, you know, so from that standpoint, I could see, yeah, if they get hot with their pitching, if they get hot at all at the plate, 
Yeah, man, they could be a huge problem in the postseason. Conversely, yeah. they also could go two and Q. I mean, it's you know the odds are greater for that when you have so many, you know, so much in the lineup that you can't count on. Is all I'm saying. I just think the thing that gives them the best chance, obviously, you're right. If you're going to go through stretches where you don't hit the ball at all, you have to keep it within range in case you run into one, as Corey said, in the seventh or eighth or ninth. And man, their pitchers do. Their pitchers do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, now they're going through a trouble spot right now with Haney. His last few outings have not been good when he comes in. Um, and he got hit around again. Uh, and so I'm a little worried about him. I know he's got a rubber arm and they pitch him all the time, but, but you're going to have to hopefully get him back to the way he was earlier in the season. But, man, they've got a lot of kids that can pitch. And, and then they're starting to see some things from guys like Simmons who hit last year, and you can get him back going again. Maybe – I don't know, man. They, I feel like they, they're a better hitting team than we've seen all year. And it sounds weird to say it this late in the year. But I actually think that they have a chance to emerge as something other than what they've been when we get down the stretch here. Because if anybody – like if DeSantis starts to feel – you know, starts to play better – uh, it starts to hit better. Obviously, Robbie Martin right now is slumping a little bit, but he's hit this year. You mentioned Matthew Nelson. You only really need one other guy in the lineup to hit. All of a sudden, you got four or five guys hitting. You're fine. Yeah, I just think, look, man, I think this is this is what they are. They, they're good enough to beat anybody they play. If they get the pick, they'll get the pitching, and if they get some timely hitting, that's what it'll come down to is timely hitting. They can beat Notre Dame. They can beat maybe anybody in the country besides, I don't know, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. They're going to – I have a fa- I have a feeling they would this lineup would struggle with Rocker. I have a feeling he'd rack up some K's. There's but, nobody um, that doesn't, Corey. Yeah, they exactly. All do. Yeah. So, but th- this is what they are. Like they can win. They can win two out of three in a super against almost anyone. They can also lose to almost anyone in the tournament. I Literally this, anyone in the tournament. I think this weekend will be nice to see how they do at home against a decent team because they've been much better in these road series than they have been at home. So I want to see what the lineup does, what, you know, if they can continue producing, like you mentioned, you know, some of these Cabell and these guys who have been playing better on the road, let's see what they do at home. This is a big, this whole week, these five games at home yeah, are going to yeah. be big to see, you know, what they produce. Clemson comes to town. And Oh, by the way, fellas, just so you know, uh, I'm efforting to get my dad to the ball game. So if you want to stop by and see pops, he's coming into town this weekend to visit his grandsons and his son, presumably. And I'm trying to get him over to the ballpark. If, you if don't I usually bring... talk about your dad in baseball, it's usually a football relationship. He not loves baseball. baseball. I took him out to San Francisco. We got down on the field, met Buster Posey before the game a couple of years back, um, and that was cool. I called in some favors there. But mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a lifelong Giants fan. And, um, and so, anyhow, he's obviously I... elated about the start that Buster's off to this year. If I bring, if I bring a glove, like, could we, you oh, think we could just can have a, a little catch? catch? A little catch for the game? One of the you games, know, I'll maybe? ask my dad if he's up for it, but I think he's willing to be anybody's dad okay. at this stage of his life. He, he he welcomes them all. You know, he lost his dad at a young age, guys, so he is empathetic oh, to so anybody. He can, he can sympathize. Yeah, yeah. Not, he's not with most you. His... Not not with no. you. But with yeah, us. you have no idea what it's like. No, no. Well, you didn't. Old lose Jeff your dad Cameron's going to have age. his dad forever. Old yes. Jeff Cameron's <laughs> never going to lose his dad. Hey, you know, by the way, I also have my grandmother. She's still alive. She's 95 years old. I just talked to her yesterday. She's in great spirits. She was driving to the store. Mm. Oh, no. Everybody in my family, Aunt Cresha, who lives in Okima, Oklahoma, is 102. She drives to the store. She's yeah, still man, alive. Would, you would rather Clark or Bryce drive to the store than a, 90, than a 95 or 100-year-old. There's Corey, no chance. 
you have not been in the car with my grandmother, and I know you say you wouldn't. And I you, never would sharp, never happen. Sharp as attack. She's fine. No I mean, problem. In Oklahoma, I think it's fine for a hundred and two year old to be driving. What are you going to hit? Gonna oh, hit like a horse? wagon. You're going to hit a yeah. wagon or a horse or something. That's hey, in Oklahoma. In Okima, it's a town of like less than two thousand people, so that's true. You really yeah. have a hard time hitting. And with anybody. her on the road, the population keeps dwindling. <laughs> yeah, no, she hasn't hit anybody. Okay, uh, but, all right. But I got They're a funny all running. Story. I, she, funny story, and I don't think my grandma will be pleased if she listens to today's show because she sometimes does. She'll pull it up and stream it on the app. She's, I'm telling you, oh, she's sharp. Wow. My grandma. I, that should make. Has Kim ever streamed one of your shows? Good Lord, no, no. He's no, got a 102-year-old no. grandmom out no, in Oklahoma. No, 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 hold on. Aunt Cresha in Oklahoma is 102. My grandma lives in Treasure Island, Florida at 95. Oh, Spry 95. Spry 95. She's the one. Now, she told me yesterday, this to make you laugh, and we'll go to break, and then we'll celebrate Dylan Gibbons committing from Notre Dame to Florida State. Um, she told me yesterday, she went to the doctor, she got a bum knee at 95. Her right knee really bothers her, and she's mm. trying to avoid having knee replacement at 95, and they give her these... It's like this rooster juice shot they give her that she calls it. I don't know what the hell if it's really rooster juice. I'm sure it's probably illegal. <laughs> Anyhow, she goes and she says, she says to the doc, the doctor says to her, Mom, her name's Gloria. Gloria, do you mind me asking, how did you get here today? And she said, Well, what what do you mean, doctor? And he says, I mean, you know, how did how did you arrive here today? Did somebody drop you off or are they gonna be here to pick you up? And I think what he was doing, he was trying to gauge the the shot and, and the effectiveness mm-hmm. and whether or not she and she goes, uh, whatever his name is, Dr. Franklin. Dr. Franklin, I've come to you for 30 years and we've always gotten along, but that is insulting. I drove here and I'm going to drive home. And he was really apologetic. She was furious. Mm. <laughs> so like, there, there it okay, is. I just wanted to know because my wife's going to be driving our kids home in about a half hour. <laughs> yeah, I just what route sure. you, hey, Gloria, what route do you take to get home? Yeah, yeah what do you normally not, take? You're not going to be on Dale Mabry, are you? Oh. <laughs> Now that's all the way in Tampa. You don't have to worry about that. Seminole Headlines continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, so the news is good. Dylan Gibbons uh, was a backup at Notre Dame. He was the scout team offensive lineman of the year, guys. I don't know if you saw that. His voting for Notre Dame. Oh, uh, more, moreover, he's from great uh, the, the great city of St. Petersburg, Florida. And he wants to finish out his time in college football back in the state of Florida. And he has chosen to go to Florida State. Now, here's the thing. There's no shame in being a backup at Notre Dame because all they do is produce NFL offensive linemen across the board. Elite ones at that, like the best offensive linemen in the country. So if you're going to back up some of the guys that are going pro, I'll live with that. Uh, And and I I can think of about 10 or 12 guys who we know who would be backup offensive linemen at Notre Dame. That's good. It's right. a good point. good point. And the and the other point I'd say is if you're recruited to Notre Dame as an offensive lineman, which is an offensive line factory, you're better than any offensive lineman we currently have. And you probably were when you were a senior in high school. So <laughs> here we go. All right, Dylan Gibbons. Way to go, baby. And this is on the heels of a Lou Bonner saying yes. Things are looking up in Tallahassee, boys, on the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, it's – it's uh. I get both sides of this. I mean, on the one hand, there's there the reckoning. No there's the reckoning that when a three-star offensive tackle commits that, and, and you're like, okay, this is people are super super excited, and it's okay, it's okay, it's fine. These IMG Academies, you know, talented kid, but it's not like you just signed, you know, I don't know, Brett Williams or whoever, you, you know, you Trey can't. Thomas. You I know, yeah. 
But I just, you know, so you always have that head. constant. Did you just say Brett Williams? He was yeah. good time. Well, I, I know, was bringing it back. years ago. Yeah. I was well, how many, how many five stars have they signed since then, Corey? Yeah. No, well, no, I got you. I just yeah. thought you could have thrown like a uh, Rodney Hudson. Thomas, <laughs> Rodney but, Hudson, but nobody knew Rodney Hudson when he signed. As much. No, I meant more just like a national name. It didn't even have oh, to be a I got state got name. Gotcha. Um, You're right. They have. What was the last five star lineman they had? Dude, it's been since literally twenty, at least twenty years. I mean, I oh. mean, yeah. I mean, it's it, Gene went back and looked at it. It's it's crazy how long it's been. I mean, but, I know there uh, aren't many typically, but still. Anyway, sorry yeah. I interrupted. Go anyway, ahead. so there's that, and then you know, and again, this this guy. You know, he, he did play some of Notre Dame. He looks like his pro football focus grades look okay. They don't look amazing. Um, but all you need to know is Devontae Love Taylor was a guy at FIU and came in and automatically became their best offensive lineman and most versatile offensive lineman. And this guy's going to be at least that good. Yeah, so, we've had kids come in from Northern Illinois that were better than anybody we right. had. I mean, Jesus. Right. I mean, we, we. I mean, nothing against those kids. They're 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 good kids. They're working hard. They're doing everything they can, guys. But I'll tell you what, when you've got kids coming in from FIU and Northern Illinois, and the second they step on the field, they're the best linemen you have. It's been a struggle. It's just been a struggle. I mean, it's just no other way to say it, man. And I got a sense that Dylan Gibbons is going to walk in here and be the. Sh- He's going to be a guy – we're going to be in shock. We're going to go, look at this guy. This is a – this guy's a manimal. Yeah, you watch. I don't know. I, yeah, I think I'm on the other side of that fence. Just that, like, all, all of them left. Like, I get that he was a backup last year. It was a senior-laden line, and they were really good. And they all left, and my man was, like, through spring practice, nope, not winning this job either. I got to go somewhere else. That's that's a little bit troubling to me that even as a fifth year senior who's that's played a little their bit, offensive line is buddy. Yeah, but those guys left. Yeah, but but Corey, his Jeff's point though is they're not signing guys that are here. They're like Notre Dame's nobody in that Notre Dame Notre Dame offensive line room looks like any Correct. of the guys at Florida State. Corey, so he's Quentin, getting beat out by other really guys good guys are starting. Offensive. I mean, come on, you've got that's right. You, you've got. They they recruited five stars over top of my boy here. That's what happened. I mean, sure. and that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. What are you gonna do? All right. Hey, I'm just not like I just said that it'll definitely be better than Devontae Love Taylor. I'm not I'm not saying that. Just because he played at Notre Dame. He was probably better than Devontae coming out of high school, clearly, but he's a fifth year senior that played a hundred snaps last year. I'm not it, well, if but, you know what? It, it, it's bodies, you're throwing bodies at a problem. You it it, it, it I, as you guys know. Iron does sharpen iron, so he's going to make Darius Washington that much better. Well, they need some more iron to to do, to have any. They need some iron. iron to beat the hell out of some iron. <laughs> but but I mean the thing is, I mean again, I'm not maybe Devonte Love Terrell will be better, but I just There's think no it's to it. so much of what happens with when these transfers is we're comparing to what's already here, like Jermaine Johnson. Everybody thinks Jermaine Johnson is the next Lawrence Taylor. Another new reference for Larry Forty Corey is uh, the next JJ Watt. Deacon okay. Jones. It's the next but, Deacon Jones. But, but, I mean, that's because he's plucked from Georgia and put onto this defense. You yeah. know, I mean, it's – so So that's not to say Jermaine Johnson – I mean, he wasn't even an every-down guy at Georgia, but here he looks like a freak. That's that's kind of the same thing we're, we're looking for. That's here. exactly what I'm saying. Hey, guys, it was appalling to me, and I like Jermaine Johnson, and I had a very long conversation with him earlier in spring, and he's a smart kid and a hard worker, and he's setting the tone. He's a good player. He's probably he's, he's a really good player on Florida State's defense. 
the bottom line is when I saw those kids and you guys were there too, as we sat over there at Hauser, when they, when they came out to walk into the indoor practice facility before re-entering the practice fields, right? I saw that kid walk by and I said, who the hell is that? Because he looked like nobody else on this football yeah. team. He looked like a guy that would have started on the 2013 Knowles. He looked like a guy that would have played on the 99 Knowles. He looked like a beast. Florida State always had a team that looked like that. Guys that got off the bus and the other teams went, oh, man, really? We got to go against this? The number one thing that concerns me when I watch them currently is they don't have any dudes. They don't have any dudes. They got a guy here or there. They're well coached. They're organized. They're working hard. They're pulling in the right direction. But they don't have any guys. They're small. They're slow, with few exceptions. So when so so when that kid they, comes in, Dylan Gibbons is going to look like a freaking animal. They, you basically, watch, Corey. this was all just Jeff trying to excuse away his loss in the spring game. No, it's not. But, but, Again, but, yeah, uh, well, got nothing to talent. work with. Got nothing to work with. But, but, uh, no, but I, no, I look, I mean, I think that's the thing, Corey. I think you're, I don't know how good this kid is, but I think you're overestimating what the rest of the group is. No, I mean, look, he's going to fight for a starting spot. He might start. He's, he's not going to lift this offensive line to anything special, but it's not going to be anything special anyway. It would have been cool if some kid got kicked out of Ohio State for cheating on a test or something, but he was a four and a half star freak and he was a sophomore. Not this grad transfer that couldn't play. 14 Notre Dame guys came through and beat him out, and he had to go somewhere else. That's all. Have you watched our offensive I mean, line? What are like, you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm a, let's make a bet right now. So y'all think he's going to – he might start, but he's not going to – That's clearly all we're not, talking that's about. That's the point. That's the point. You just they got a new offense, offensive starting, line, starting offensive lineman. But the difference between him and whoever the left tackle would be, is it going to be like the difference between Jermaine Johnson and Dennis Briggs? That's my point. Jermaine Johnson would start at Georgia. This kid was not st- – the other kids that all came in started where they were at. Jermaine it, Johnson started at Georgia last year? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he started. What? He started so – yeah, he played half the snaps. Yeah, but he, no, he was like more in a like situational stuff. Oh, well, he right, but he didn't, he didn't play garbage time. Let me put it that way. He didn't play garbage right. time. This kid plays garbage time. Well, because that's all, how offensive lines are treated. They don't All the other as- ones played. All but, the other yeah. ones played. So that that my point is, is he clearly isn't anything special. They weren't going to get anything special. But J- Jermaine Johnson lifts up the defense. Jamie Robinson makes the defense better. This guy is just going to be a – he's just a guy. Man, you are I, – I, I don't even know where to begin how far off base I think you are. I, I, you've never been wronger on this show, and you're wrong all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> he's played 150 snaps in his college career. At As Notre Dame. Notre Dame. That is an it's offensive like a, line factory. What the hell dude, are you talking com- about? Comparing offensive linemen at, at schools like that to Florida State over the last five years, I mean, it's like a difference. It might as well be like Division One in like NAIA. I mean – you it's guys, I'm not going to sit here and have you guys diminish the work that Greg Fry did, <laughs> that Rick Trickett did before him. Oh my God! I'm just uh, not going to sit by. I'm not going to stand just, by. Abdul Bello works hard. Many, works hard. Many, all right. So if this kid's probably going to end up playing guard, we think guard. Yeah. And if he, how many snaps? So he played 120, 130 snaps last year. How many snaps would Babyon have played last year at Notre Dame on that Notre Dame? Zero. So I mean, it might be probably an upgrade. 35. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, so he's got to play run. guard. Yeah. yeah, and he raised the floor, man. I you thought they were the bringing here. in a tackle. 
I no, thought that was the whole they point. Want to, to bring in a tackle. They want to, but they can't just snap their fingers and make a tackle appear. Yeah, so no, he's guard. And, and by the way, I, I I should tell everybody this too that the the Lou the the, the Lou kid is a guard too. Uh, he's not going to play tackle. He's a guard. I know he's listed as a tackle, but he's a guard. So I mean, maybe they'll make him a guard. Maybe I mean a tackle, uh, but I, I don't think so. I think he's a guard. Looks like a guard to me. So I, I mean. It's hard to find tackles. The good ones go to Alabama. Well, so or they the, go to Georgia, the, the or they the go to Ohio State. Is, or is the Florida State offensive line got better. I'm not disputing that it got better. It just I, I don't think this this kid's not an All ACC caliber kid. He's not even. Need to be. He's, he's, oh, he's nobody barely, said he was. He, nobody said he was. He's he's a he's probably a fringe starter on a top 25, top 30 team, if that. Did did Stephanie tell you she thought he was cute or something? No, I mean she would never. You, how dare. Their <laughs> hatred for Dylan Gibbons goes so unbelievable. It's, it is just crazy. Other eight transfers all played a ton, and this kid's played 150 snaps in four years. Not even in all playing, the blowouts. Playing, playing on defense in South Carolina. Uh, what does oh, that mean? What, Sorry, what, I mean I don't. It, it starts again. Like <laughs> number one, South Carolina's defense wasn't always that word. I'll uh, leave it to me to be the professional. Both of you guys have already cussed in the first two segments of the show. You're you didn't say a peep at my face. When we're in studio, you don't cuss <laughs> at me at all. Isn't that, isn't that convenient? When I'm 300 miles away. You have, you have frustrated us to no end with this asinine take of yours <laughs> in the second segment of the show. With that, we'll break. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, the show's off to a flying start. Register Sausage get their money's worth this hour. The boys, yeah. I'll tell you that much right now. There we go. I'll tell you what, the scout team got better. Yeah, you, I know, you're I know getting this. the scout team offensive lineman of the year at Notre Dame. Yeah, 221 snaps in his career. He started a game as well, Corey, a game they won, by the way, in dominating fashion against Syracuse. So don't you – you know, your hatred, it's its evident to all, but I don't know what's at the root of it. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to work it out. I'm still trying to figure yeah, it out. It's not a hatred. It's not a hatred. I – yeah, it's not. I don't even know. I, I'm just trying to make radio. I'm just trying to make a good radio show, guys. That's what, I love this kid. I remember <laughs> when they recruited him way back when. I was like, they got to land this kid. He's going to be something special. But even if he was, even if he plays to the back of his card, which is just a three-star recruit from Clearwater who chose Notre Dame, that's, I mean, damn it, man. That's, that's better than anything we've had in years. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it does, but but that does speak to the you know again what what Norvell's trying to do here. This is that's that's his ninth transfer in this class. We think he's going to get at least one more. So you're talking I'd about ten, 10 transfers. More, I'd break every rule, Ira. I'd get ten. More. I'd be pulling kids from. How Idaho. are going to get another one? They're 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 working. They're working some angles. They're trying to see if they can get it. <laughs> okay. Make it happen. Hey, Corey, don't worry about it. Okay. But Fine. If, uh, <laughs> Leonard's Does Alabama have like a scout team wide receiver? Like the I, scout he's, team? he's better than anybody. We Absolutely. Got. I, in fact, there's one where it's like a guy at Alabama that only caught seven passes last year. I'll give you a I'll give you a pass. Okay, You're, you had some guys in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> but but think about that. That's ten. I think last year. I think what did they sound like seven or eight transfers last year, and then ten this year. I mean, that's like a quarter of the roster now is is college transfers, and you know. I, I mean, it just speaks to, and they're not all, obviously they're not all superstars, but it just speaks to how quickly 
they've had to kind of try to to just replenish this roster. And even with all of those, we still think going into a lot of games, they're not going to be nearly talented enough to win a lot of football games. You know what? I I think it's important. Sorry, Corey. I think it's important that we talk about this a little bit, man. Look what he's doing. I mean, he is just, he's trying to raise the floor. They're not anywhere near where they want to be, but he's got to get guys out of here, man. He's got to replace kids. I mean, this roster was garbage. And I mean that relative to expectations at a place like Florida State. And I'm not talking about character or personality here. People get so offended easily. I'm just saying compared to the standard that we all as Florida State fans would like to see, what what Florida State has been as a cornerstone program in college football, as one of the elites in all of college football, this this is not who Florida State is. And he's had some kids that weren't, you know, buying into the program he's had others that just needed to move along but he's trying to just flip this thing and raise the floor quickly so even if you bring in guys that aren't dominant players Corey, but they they raise the floor the standard is let's just say average on the offensive line you know how long it's been since they've had an average offensive line i mean that that gives them a fighting chance in the acc especially to win a lot of games you're still gonna lose to florida and clemson but man the rest of these games you, you got a shot yeah if you can I get think- to average I think they, me personally, I think if there's a if there's a wide receiver on the market, another one, I would make a run at that. Maybe if there's a tackle, um, you know, you go you go that route too. But like the one the one mistake I I do think they made in the transfer market, not that either one of you asked, was the uh, <clears throat> the kid from Arkansas, the DB, Jarquez McCollum. I, I still, I, you know, they got a ton of those guys. Now he was one of the very first ones. Maybe they didn't know the kid from US, UCF was coming. I think he was even before Jamie Robinson. But looking back on, I don't think that guy's going to play. And you might be taking a spot, uh, a lot anyway, and he's going to probably be taking a spot from, if you're out of scholarships, maybe a great wide receiver from a smaller school gets on the market and you can't go get him. I mean, you could probably, probably say the same things about um, the, the running back, DJ Williams from Auburn. Yeah. I mean, he's not a guy that's well, going to change. I think he could, but he's not they only got three, right? But they only no, got they four. two other guys. No, I mean they got four. They go. They he. I mean they've got five backs now. Um, oh, okay. Right. But um, yeah. but because they put Trayshawn in scholarship. But too. I guess to Jeff's point, there it's not all about changing games and being great players. It's just being better than the nonsense they had. And but being competition on a daily basis in practice yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not, yeah, and those both those guys, from what we can gather, are going to be you know good program guys. They're you know they come in with. Um, some intangible, the McClellan kid from Arkansas, I heard great things about him coming in just about his work ethic. He's going to be a, you know, just a buy-in program guy. Um, but I think, you know, what happens with this, the transfer portal and you see it at all these other schools too. It's funny. I was talking to a guy that covers NC state the other day and I was like, man, what are they thinking they're getting in Corey Durden and Cyrus Fagan? And he goes, well, you know, you know, they've seen some of what Durden could do on film. You know, he's had some moments. I'm like, yeah, man, he's also had some really awful moments. And he's like, yeah, that's that's true. But they're hoping they can get more of the good moments. And I'm like, what about Fagan? And they're like, well, they just they need they just need they need depth. They need bodies at safety. Last year they were down to like a fifth string safety. And they they he's a guy that can come in and at least they feel like he's played in college football games. And it's like NC State is trying to compete with Florida State, and they just jumped on two guys that Florida State was very happy to see go. Florida State goes out and jumps on from 
I mean, it's it's like everybody's shuffling because they've seen something on film from college to make them think, okay, if we can get the best out of that kid, then then we've got something. But the odds are most of these guys, man, they're going to be what they were at their former schools. A lot of these guys are going to be some yeah, good, I, some bad. I, I think the guys at FSU got were were decent to pretty good at their to good at their former schools. Cyrus Fagan did jack squat at Florida State. I don't remember him making any plays. And Durden, you know, Durden's going to have a couple monster plays and a bunch of non just nothing. Um, I would think. But yeah, man, I I would uh I think Florida State won the transfer battle with almost every team in the country. Well, because they want volume. But, I mean, I, some of those guys, man, do we know what Keir Thomas is going to be? He didn't practice all spring. If he's um, what he's been, he's he's he's, he's, the, their, he's their second or third best, probably the third best defensive lineman, if he's what he's if, been. But on that among that group, I mean, he's sure. not a guy that would have played in 2013. Oh, well. You know, no, 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 no. Who would on this team? No, no, not too many would. Um, so I'm just saying that there's it's all relative. And so, and so I think as coaches, when kids come on the market, it's like, okay, he's better than what I got right now. And I don't know who else is going to come available. So let me take him. You know, they don't get the list of who all is going to come available. They just say, okay, this guy's there now. Let me go ahead and jump on him. And, and so, yeah, it's not going to, they're not all going to be hits. Seminole Headlines 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Wrapping up a very spirited hour of Seminole Headlines. It's been fun. It got me thinking about college football. And guys, Corey, pull it up. I bet you can pull it up right now. You may even know it off the top of your head. What are we down to? 110 days? What do we got? I think it's like 118 or something. I'll look it up. Now, do the August 27th game. Don't do this nonsense by waiting all the way till like, the first week of September. Do, like, the, the early games. Oh, uh, man, I just do the Notre Dame game. What game are you talking about? Just any college game? football. College oh, football college starting, football. man. All right. Yeah, yeah sure. but think about it this way. Think about it this way. The reason that I'm so eager is the same reason everybody else is. We can gather. We can gather and watch these games together. We can celebrate mm-hmm. the return of glorious college football. And... Um, I don't think it's as far off as, as maybe it felt even two weeks ago. All of a sudden, you're kind of like, okay, okay, we're not – it's not terrible. It's not, it's not an interminable wait. It's uh, – I mean, the whole thing, though, it's, it, if that really happens, and it seems like it's going to happen. I mean, everybody's going full force into especially outdoor events um, wide open. But, man, I was just at that – you forget what it's like. I was just oh. at that – and I, you guys get to go out to, like, your kids' sporting events, so you get a taste of it. When I was down there last week at their youth clinics down in South Florida, just being able to like talk to coaches and interview people in person and not on a zoom and not with a mask and, and, you know, just being able to, you know, bounce around and move to different groups. And it's, uh, it's, it was really, it's almost like, uh, revitalizing. I mean, it's been so long of just not having any of that kind of not being able to do the job the way we normally do the job. And so yeah. it, it's, it was cool. It's 108 days, by the way. It's 108 days. 100, 108. Wow. That's what I'm talking about, damn it. 108. Here we go. Here we go. When you get down under 100, it's like about to start, guys. Hurry up and get your cooler back. Here we go. Yeah. I was going to say real quick, Corey, you could be the first one to start the uh, the player jersey number countdown on Twitter. Nobody does that. You could do the mm, 99. Yeah. Who's the 99? Who are we knew Ever, who's at 99? Ever Brown, maybe? Ever Brown's got to be it. 98. Yeah. Marcus White. Marcus White <laughs> might be. <laughs> and then we'll just go from there. 
Good, good call. Good call. Uh, I want you to do it, Corey. Actually embrace it with vigor like nobody's ever done it and post it every day. And be like, here we go, guys. I got another with one like for a, you. With like 96. a nine tweet, a nine tweet thread with the person's Build bio it. and what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do the if whole had, thing. If he had good bursts coming off the edge, and I introduce it, should... introduce it like you're the first guy that's ever done this. Right, exactly. Hey, like I do with same Iron Sharp. Yeah, yeah, same zeal, same zeal. Uh, Ira, you said you talked to a reporter that covers NC State. Was this just out of the blue? You thought, let me talk to this guy from NC State and get a feel for what they think they're getting out of Cyrus Vegas? <laughs> no, it was Because I was about to tell you, I was about to tell you, man, that's really diligent, and I'm <laughs> proud of you. Just start calling all the schools where these guys Yeah, can't. you're like, hey, uh, Boston College. Yeah, listen, I was wondering, my name is Ira Chappelle. What do y'all think you're getting? Change <laughs> Lars would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, it was actually uh, the NC. He was calling me for information about Florida State for a preview thing he was doing for long story. But anyway, um, so as the conversation went, yeah, that's when I uh, was like, by the way, what are you hearing? And he, he did tell me that uh, one of those players has also already made it clear to everybody on campus there that, you know, even though he could possibly play two years, only expect him to be there for one. Cause just, just the one NFL's, year. Yeah. NFL's mm. wait. Yeah, it's, it's just the one. It, it, <laughs> Fellas, I don't know what your expectations are, but I think we both know. Likelihood that I'm here for a couple seasons, very, very slim. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Well, uh, I, I, I will say this. Um, you're right about gathering and getting to do the job again. And, uh, you know, that's, I, that's probably why I'm more eager for this upcoming season than I've been in a long time. I am guilty of having taken it for granted a long time ago. Uh, but this past year was, was nonsense. And, and even watching the caliber of football this past year was poor. You had four or five right. teams that had solidified depth charts and, and a culture created and elite players. They were able to hit the ground running. Everybody else was completely discombobulated. It didn't look like a good brand of football. And obviously, as we saw, Florida State really was sunk before it ever got going. So in a way, Norvell and staff, not to give them a complete pass, but they really they never really had a chance. I'd like to see what it looks like when when things are normal and they're able to install game plan teach on a daily basis face-to-face coupled with the fitness and the nutrition i think it's going to look like a much different product they're not an elite team they're not going to be a great team but they're going to be a much better looking team that plays much better as well this year just because of the normalcy i agree hey uh i was just not to beat a dead horse but you know my my column last week on the acc network got some traction uh and got some people at in the ACC talking, and I'm like, you know what? I probably made a difference. I think we're going to tune into the ACC network and Packer and Durham and see nothing but maybe old interview. Maybe Jimbo will be on. Maybe Jameis. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is their lineup for this week. This only Tuesday. So on Monday, they had David Teal, who's the Richmond Times-Dispatch guy. We like him. A legendary like columnist. They had the UNC field hockey coach, uh, the ACC coach of the year in softball, the ACC Softball Defensive Player of the Year, which was Sidney Cheryl from Florida State, and then the Pittsburgh men's soccer coach. That was Monday's show. Today's show, they had the ACC lacrosse analyst, Georgia Tech baseball coach, or Georgia Tech baseball player, Dallin Cuff, who's on there all the time, and then they presented the men's golf awards and the ACC Freshman of the Year. That was their show. I only say that because yesterday's Paul Feinbaum show, at 4.30, they had Mark Richt... And in his bio on the fine ball, he's, he's an ACC network guy, former Georgia coach slash ACC network. 
<laughs> so the SEC had the ACC Network's football analyst on their show. Meanwhile, the ACC is talking to uh, field hockey coaches. It's just how it goes. I think Packer and Durham had to be excited about Monday's show. That was a real big letdown for the Tuesday show compared to what they had on that Monday show. Man, Monday show, field, they were stockpiled. But they were stacked, man. Field hockey? I feel Jeez. like th- what this really s- illustrates, though, is when Corey Clark writes a column and people get excited about it, things change. I yeah, mean, this guy gets things done. People it, listen. Yeah. Some people are calling it a seismic shift in the way they book their guests now. They went from occasionally having a football person to, nope, we're not going to even do it anymore. We're not going to even did, pretend to did, care. Did you have the – because I understand the background here and we were able to talk some of this through over a lovely dinner uh, in, in, in a couple at of – At Horizons. At Horizons. At the Great Grill, Horizons, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you ever reach out to uh, the particular person we were discussing? I did, and I did it. I emailed I, because I said, I'm like, look, uh, you wanted me to call you. I wasn't quite sure what that conversation would entail other, other than you calling me a big, fat, bald idiot. I was trying to be self-deprecating. That's what I do. I'm charming like that. Deflect. I, yeah. in, uh, my email is like, look, I wasn't ducking your call or anything. I just didn't know what we would say. It seems like we're going to disagree. This is why I think it was weird. This is why you think the ACC does this. Uh, and uh, they responded. I haven't quite read the email yet. Oh gosh! Well, let me read it live on air. No, no, I, mean, I, I love. I really love haven't quite responded yet. <laughs> is is akin to me asking my son, "Did you finish your science homework?" Not exactly. It's not. It's not. Uh, well, no, I'm not I, quite. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, did you or did you not? And it wasn't. I haven't <laughs> quite responded. Yet. It was. I haven't quite read it yet. I haven't quite read it. Like, I read oh it boy, yet. yeah. He saw it pop up. And just said, you know what? That would take a click. And I don't have that energy right now. I don't it's have it. I'm, I'm a, reading headlines. I'm, I'm watching headlines. a Netflix show. I've got little time to read this email. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did oh, my part. Man. I reached out. I reached back out. I yeah. did my part. You let them know you weren't ducking. It, Headliner it, questions are going to be coming up here in a second. We'll, we'll, we'll plow right through here, boys. We've got a lot of them today, so I want to make sure that I try to get to everybody. Stay tuned. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next.